Welcome to the TLC, the Life Coach Podcast with Matt Halloran. Every week, one of the world's top life coaches, Matt Halloran, will share his wisdom through stories and ideas to help you live the best life possible. Success is only a podcast away. Now, please welcome your host, Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number 26. This is an elaboration on an earlier podcast when we talked about plays. As a coach and as a life coach, we do take a lot of our ideas, not just from philosophical, therapeutic ideas, but also from coaching, like real professional athletes, um, professional coaches, uh, Phil Jackson's, the Tony Dungy's of the world, because their job is to modify behavior, shape behavior, and get people to do things to the best of their ability. I was just working with a, a client recently who's gone through some pretty rough life experiences. And I, I, this is an important aspect of, of coaching, in my opinion, across the board, is making sure that you're helping people come up with plays for their life. If something happens in your life, or if you know you're going into a situation, either that you cannot control or concerned about the outcome of that interaction or situation, you need to be prepared. So many of us are just going through life, just kind of willy-nilly, like, uh, well, whatever happens, happens, and we get very emotionally reactive. We get ourselves in trouble a lot of times, either emotionally or sometimes even socially, because we're not prepared. We don't think ahead, and there's something about living in the moment but there's also something about being prepared for that moment. And if you look at some professional athletes, and I'll tell you a quick story. Michael Jordan, many, many years ago, was in the NBA Finals, and he got really sick. Uh, but he was able to play this full game and, in fact, play one of his best games, and, and he won. And the only reason why he was able to do that wasn't because he wasn't living in the moment. It was because he had lived that moment and practiced that moment so many times that his basically his mind just took over. His subconscious took, just took over his performance. How often are you practicing specific things that happen in your life that you know are uncomfortable situations in order to change the outcome? The holidays are coming up here, which for some is a joyful time. For others, not so joyful. A lot of times we're spending time with family that we might not see on a regular basis. And let's say you have that uncle or aunt who uh, doesn't happen to share your political views or religious views or societal views. And generally when you meet them, there is a level of confrontation and discomfort. Well, why don't you step up? as a listener to this podcast and try to make a play, uh, try to come up with something that no matter how contentious the argument gets or the discussion gets, that you will be able to walk out of it with your head held high, not necessarily winning, but not losing terribly, whether that's losing yourself, losing your cool, losing a relationship, making other people upset because you keep talking about the same stuff. There are a lot of very, very good plays verbal plays, physical plays, emotional plays that you can have and make that can change and move the situation to a more productive, more controlled, and even better, 
a relationship that will allow you to maintain relationships without really getting yourself in trouble. And I'll give you a personal example. One of the best carpenters I've ever met in my entire life lives here uh, where I live in Michigan. And um, unbelievably accurate. Quality of work like, like this guy was born to do this sort of stuff. I recommend him to every single solitary person I know. Uh, I mean, he can custom build furniture, cabinets, whatever. This guy's just freaking amazing. But he is in the entire opposite political spectrum as, as I. And a lot of people who I know have unfriended him on Facebook. They don't talk to him in person because he's rather aggressive with his political and societal views. Now, even though that we don't see eye to eye on stuff, we are able to get past that. So many people get so fixated on that. And when he goes in that direction, I have a play that I use to redirect conversation to the things that we have in common, not saying that we don't have deep philosophical discussions discussions about society and philosophy, but when it gets contentious, which unfortunately it generally does, I have a play in my back pocket. And my play always goes... I love you. I think you are a great human being, but we do not agree on this. And you know as well as I do that I am not going to change your views, nor are you going to change mine. I am fine with having discussion, but when it gets to this level, it's not productive for either of us. Don't you agree? And so I'm getting buy-in from him on this, and, and this has worked for years, it works on uh, from friends and family and all of those different pieces. It's so, so important for everybody to have plays like that. An- another example, um, let's say something bad happened, right? That you either feel blamed for, could feel blamed for, or no other people will blame you for it. When something happens that's strong and emotional in somebody's life, they're always looking for justification. They're always looking for somebody to point their finger at and say something to make themselves feel better. It's generally quite selfish. There should be a play for you. And you should practice that play. Before you ever get into that situation, try to do what you can to be prepared so that it's almost second nature. It amazes me that professional athletes are the only people around who have those plays. It amazes me that those of us who are just here living on this planet, spinning at hundreds of miles an hour and trying to interact with other human beings and and most of the time as best as we can, and not just interacting with other human beings as best as we can, but interacting with our planet and our environment. Why don't we have plays? Why don't we practice living? We, we don't do that. We just try to live. Buddhists specifically um, practice mindfulness. And if you heard what I just said there, they practice mindfulness. And by practicing mindfulness, it allows them to be more in the moment and in the now. But they have to practice, and some of them practice for... 50 years before they feel like they get it right. Or even when they do get it right, they realize they can do it better. 
but but we don't give ourselves that we we uh wake up and we feverishly get ready for work and you know, we get dressed and jump in our car and get pissed off at the person who's driving next to us because they're not paying attention or they're putting on their makeup or they're on their cell phone or uh, maybe they're the ones who are pissed off at us because we're doing those things. Then we get into work and we sit in a cubicle or we sit at work in a place that we really don't like very much and we grind through the day to be able to make money, to be able to go home and sit on the couch and do nothing and interact with a screen. When's the last time that you got out and hung out with other people? And, 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 and just interacted and practiced social skills. My wife and I worked at a place called Boys Town many years ago, and we would teach high school-aged, most of them were high school-aged, teenage boys to practice social skills. Simple things like asking for permission, shaking hands, making eye contact, following instructions, disagreeing appropriately. And we would role-play and practice and practice and practice so that when they were in situations, they didn't have to think about it or they didn't have to default back to what generally got them there in the first place. They were able to be ready for the outside world. If you're going into a meeting at work and you realize that there's something that could possibly happen and you're thinking through some of the scenarios, practice. Hire a coach. You don't have to hire me. Hire somebody who can help you practice life. This is the only life you have on this planet at this time, in this earth, in this body. You have to practice. It makes life so much better. Practice your relationships. Practice being a mother, father, son, daughter, sister, brother. Think about what you want. What is the outcome you want from being a great sister? What does a great sister look like? How do you even become a great sister? Well, you become a great sister the same way that Michael Jordan became a great basketball player. He practiced. You practice being a great sister. You find out what the rules are to be a great sister. You follow those rules. You find somebody to emulate who is a great sister, who you could just follow in their footsteps so that you could be even better. You are not the LeBron James or the Michael Jordan of life yet but you can be thank you for taking the time out of your busy life to listen to our podcast remember a single change no matter how big or small can start you on your path to live your best life possible you deserve it we will see you on the other side of the mic soon have a wonderful day